Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. Simone Vincenzi here, your host, and this is the show for coaches, speakers, and trainers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. Uh, we're live. Uh, we give you different kind of episodes every single week. Sometimes we have a solo episode with a share some of the behind the scene of what happens here in GTEx and how we grow our business. Sometimes we feature our clients and show Okay, some great case studies and stories. And other times we have incredible guests like today to understand what makes them successful. So today you're definitely in for a treat. So pay close attention. Uh, but first of all, uh, if you're already running webinars or sales presentation and they're not converting as you want them or uh, you want to get started running webinars and presentation, I made the work easy for you because we have created incredible webinar templates where you can uh, get all the slide deck, the pitch, uh, create all the sequence of your webinars, the email sequences, the social media marketing, all these things that get people actually to show up and buy from you we have created incredible templates so make sure you check the link in the resources uh here in the show notes uh, get the webinar templates because they're going to make your life much easier also if you have not subscribed yet to the show and you like you've been listening for a while make sure you subscribe and let us know what you think and how you're doing by leaving us a review having said that it is time to introduce now our guest today uh, he's a mindset coach a keynote speaker an entrepreneur a performance enhancer and a breakthrough manufacturer and host of the record-breaking podcast uh, the cls experience is featured on entrepreneur msn and yahoo finance is the one and only Craig Siegel. How are you doing, Craig? I'm doing phenomenal, Simone, and I'm so glad to be here today. As I told you before we went on air, I'm a big fan of yours. I know that we both do a lot of these. You have my word right here, right now. You and I will absolutely manufacture magic together here today. So that's the plan is manufacturing magic. And this is a right immediately the first question before we get to know you better. What does manufacturing magic mean to you? That means we create something epic. We have a really good connection and we provide a lot of value for the audience where they take something from it that they can immediately apply, but also they have a lot of fun listening. So you, you, you live in New York. Um, and uh, I know that New York is a, and in Manhattan in particular, and it's been a, a big part of uh, your development and made you kind of the person that, that, that you are. Um, tell, tell us a bit more about your background so we can get to know a bit more like, who is Craig Siegel? <laughs> who is Craig Siegel? Yeah, so great question. So I'm someone who has a lot of ambition and a lot of drive and a lot of passion. But for years, I didn't know where to apply all of it. And so let's rewind about a decade. So 10 years ago after college, I did what a lot of ambitious people do when they live in New York. They end up on Wall Street. And I had a, a, a very successful rock star career on Wall Street. At some point, it was time to pivot because of all the stress and unpredictability that comes with the stock market and stuff like that. And so I left that eight-figure business and I built another business in a different industry where we provided working capital to business all across the country. And I did this all the way up until the pandemic. And although very lucrative and also a lot less stressful, just straight up between me, you and your audience, it didn't light a fire inside me. I didn't have that like that passion for it. It wasn't my purpose, so to speak. And so ultimately about three years ago, I had all this built up 
energy and I channeled it to running and I started running marathons, which was something that was very out of my comfort zone, but I love to challenge myself. And that was fun, small night, but I was never going to be a professional runner. But when the pandemic happened, I shut down my office because I'm a business owner. And I thought we only had two weeks because who knew last March, you know, immediately I put myself in a free, yeah, a couple of weeks. That's it. <laughs> That's all. But, but I knew this because I finally had a moment for the first time since I've really been a grown man to reassess and ask myself those tough questions. I looked myself in the mirror and I said, am I really happy? And the answer is no. I've actually been a little miserable for a few years now. I was tormented. I was suffering because even though I would get up every day and give my business my all, I just wasn't passionate about it. I wasn't exactly leaving a mark on this world. And so when I had that moment in the pandemic, I really dug deep and I, I made a commitment to myself. I have what might be two weeks or a little longer, who knows, but I want to see if there's something else out there for me that that's more aligned with my core values. Mm -hmm. And so not to sound too spiritual, but I felt those whispers that tap on my shoulder. And it was like, of course, I've always been obsessed with personal development, neuro-linguistic programming. I started studying 10 years ago, studying the mindset, how to reprogram, change our perceptions on stuff and so forth. And so I was like, maybe that's not just my passion. Maybe it's also my purpose. Next day on a run, I pulled over in Central Park. I bought the domain to my website, Cultivate Lasting Symphony CLS, which is a play on my initials. Right, right, started right. putting out content, told the world what I was about to start doing, becoming a mindset coach and helping people and so forth. Make a long story short, since then, we had back-to-back-to-back sold-out programs, mastermind sold-out, a record-setting CLS Experience podcast, 100,000 downloads in three months. Of course, many speaking engagements, and it's brought me here to collaborate with you here today. Oh, I'm curious because uh, like yourself, I've done it. A lot of people do it. Uh, what kept you doing something that wasn't fulfilling or would, uh, you know, keep you up at night or give you troubles? Uh, why do you keep going? Why do you keep going doing it? If, before you had that moment of, hey, I got to stop here or the four yeah. stop phenomenal question. And no one's ever really asked me that. You know, when I was doing the finance stuff on Wall Street, that was exciting until the stress started to outweigh the good. So it was a no brainer to pivot. When, why I didn't leave my other business a little sooner is because I was stuck straight up. Like I didn't see the big picture. I got so stuck in this routine of waking up every day and going to work blah, 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 and coming home that I, I just, it was hard to break free. Like I'm sure the audience can relate. You ever been stuck in like a relationship that you know is not the right relationship or for whatever reason you're complacent. I think we've all been there. And so, and I blame no one. I take full responsibility and accountability. I was stuck in the day-to-day -day routine and I lost sight of the big picture and really leaving a mark on this world. And so the pandemic for me provided an opportunity to kind of dig deep and ask myself the tough questions. Uh, based now, because you had this experience, what do you think that keep, what is that keeps people stuck? Because, uh, you know, in a hindsight, we all know, you're not happy with something, do something different, try out different things. Like logically we know, yeah. but there is something else. And you kept going, doing something because you felt stuck. Other people yeah. felt stuck. So from your experience in your insight right now, what keeps people stuck? Yeah, so I think my situation is a little different than most, and I'll explain. I didn't see another vision because I was so consumed 
in this lower frequency of going to, to my business every day and so forth. I didn't, I didn't have the vision for CLS. Once I finally did, I acted like that and I never looked back and the rest is history. But I think most people actually have ideas of stuff that they want to do, but they have fear. They have limitations in their mind as to why they can't do it or they have imposter syndrome yep. or they're scared to look silly and so forth. And that's one of the things I teach and, and I help people break free of those shackles so they can indeed live inside their vision and soar. I just, I didn't have the vision. And once I finally did, I was very decisive. It's really interesting because everyone reacts in different ways. Some people, they don't have the vision and that's all they need. They don't have all this, the other stuff that might not be action takers and so on. Some people have imposter syndrome. Some people have doubts and fears. And uh, I think that something happened during the pandemic uh, or like before that made us stop. And it was a forced stop that made us look around with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, I remember I used to start my event company. Uh, GTEx was an event company where I used to run 200 events a year. I was always on stage, always speaking, and that's what I loved the most. But then I also realized that I didn't adventure much more into the online game. We're doing more online things to get people offline, to get people to attend event, because running event, it was safe. It was what I knew. It what was the norm. And even if the people said, oh my God, you're running all these events. After seven years of doing it, it becomes, it becomes natural. It just becomes part of me. And the, when we had to restructure our entire business, literally in a matter of weeks, and then saying, oh, okay, I don't have to be on the road 200 days a year. I can actually maybe do 100 events because I love speaking on stages. That's a big part I'm missing, which also I've realized it. But at the same time, it made me take an action that I would have not taken otherwise because I had the time to think. And also there was the forced moment. And I think there's a message for everyone here, no matter when you're feeling stuck. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing you say. Whenever when you're feeling stuck, there is something that we can do, either taking a break, taking a pose, setting the vision, looking at what is that we can do in our life to make things different. And I'm, asking, I'm curious now to know from you, since you made this change, because we are not talking about you made it 15 years ago, it's last year. Since you made this transition and this change, how has your life transformed? Yeah, so I've never felt more alive in my entire life. I've never felt more aligned. And most importantly, I'm as authentic as I've ever been in my entire life. I'm more Craig Siegel today at this moment as we speak to you than I've ever been. And I only know that now connecting the dots, looking backwards years back. Like I was a people pleaser. Like I was in relationships, uh, whether it be business or personal things that I should have left far sooner, but it just, I, I wasn't aligned and I wasn't in the right frequency. But now since I started CLS, which was what I believe I was born to do because it's my passion, but more importantly, it's my purpose. Every single day I wake up and I'm excited about future developments. And like, let me be clear. I know, look, I'm only human. Like there are days, especially as an entrepreneur, as you know, it's not always like this. Most of the time it's like this, but I live in a state of gratitude now because like when I was doing stuff that I wasn't passionate about and you're having an off day, it's hard to be super grateful because you don't even like what you're doing. And now you're having a tough day on top of that. 
But when you love what you're doing, when you're inside your vision and you're reaching and you're thinking big and, and moving the chains and building, even a tough day, there's stuff to be grateful for because there's literally nothing in the world I would rather be doing than what I'm doing right now. So everything just feels right. It feels clear and it feels aligned. There is a question that is popping to my mind right now about social pressure. Because you had a successful business in Wall Street, you had a, so you were involved in the financial world uh, before coming to the, the coaching and speaking and training world. How much does did social pressure of the idea of success of I've made it play in you not making a change, if any? You know, in the beginning, when I started to have success at a very early age in finance, I started to have um, this perception from family and friends and so forth. Wow, look at Craig. He really made it, you know, um, and, and so forth. And it felt good. And it was at that time where I probably developed an ego, um, whereas these days I'm much humbler. And of course, you have to learn life lessons and so forth. But, you know, I, I never really articulated the answer to this question because I don't think I've really been asked it. And I appreciate that you challenged me. In my last job, in my last business, I should say, yes, there was a certain successful stature that I had, but it wasn't so much that I didn't want to leave because I didn't want to lose that. Once I discovered CLS, I didn't even think about like the fame and all the notoriety that would come with it because I didn't even realize myself how successful so soon that I would be with it. I just knew that I was unhappy and unfulfilled going down that other path. And so once I discovered CLS, I made this very real. I said to myself, now that I've, and you asked me this earlier in the conversation, now that I finally have a vision of something else I can do, I would actually rather die than go back and do what I was doing and not take a shot at this. And so I didn't did even- just close, so Did you just close everything? And it's like, okay, this is shut down or there was a process of, let me close the company or sell the company or you're just, no, I'm done. I, so I still had it going and, and I have a partner there. But as soon as CLS started going within a month, that was it. And I never looked back. Wow. Um, no, a lot of people would say, would say this is a very brave choice. Because at any time we, we leave what's comfortable. <laughs> we leave what's safe. And I can say it from an Italian perspective, Man, I left Italy when I was, uh, uh, I left home when I was 17 or 18, and which for Italians is incredibly early. And I left Italy going to the UK, where considering that the majority of my friends, I'm 33 right now, they're still living with their, with their parents. That's normal. Like until 40 years old, you're still living with your parents in Italy, particularly if you're coming from a small town where, like where I come from. So leaving the nest, leaving what's safe. A lot of people uh, might be judging it as, a, no, that's that's really brave. But I, sometimes I argue, uh, is it, isn't it braver to stay in the things that doesn't make you happy rather than making a choice that actually makes you fulfilled and, is the, yeah. uh, and, and makes you happy? And now I'm curious because... Uh, you know, a lot of people that are starting a new business in the coaching and speaking world, and I mentor thousands of people, or I coach thousands of people, and, you know, running a coaching and speaking business, as much as you can see all the ads saying, yeah, follow my seven steps print and you're going to be successful. 
is a business and any business is not easy to run, whatever you're going to say. But you actually made it work very quick from the get-go. What made it work for you? What do you think, if you were to look back, what, do, what are the things that made it work for you? Phenomenal question. Two things specifically. Number one, I had a very specific strategy. I utilized the same system that Walt Disney used to launch Disney when everyone thought he was nuts when he wanted to make amusement parks full of cartoon characters. Essentially, I, I looked at it from three perspectives. I had the dreamer perspective on what I thought CLS can be. And, and trust me, I think big, so big that it makes most people uncomfortable. I saw this thing being bigger than even Tony Robbins. I came in with the critic perspective and I, I gave myself the platform to shred myself to smithereens and tell myself every reason as to why it would not work. Obstacles, challenges, imposter syndrome. Then I came in with the third perspective, which was the realist. And basically it says, you wanted to do this. You said it might not work because of this. Here's how we can make it work. And so in a nutshell, I was very strategic with everything that we did. And I also thought very big and I reverse engineered it. And the second thing I want to say, Simone, is I promised myself that I would be as authentic as I possibly can. I did not want to come across as one of those people that you see on social media far too often with the Rolex standing next to the flashy car or the private jet. I wanted to be me. I wanted to be humble. And I think people were able to acknowledge that from the very beginning. And I'm very humbled and grateful to say that people really gravitated towards the message pretty quickly. Um, I think uh, I want to go back to what you said first uh, about Walt Disney, and then I'm going to go back to the Rolex. Right. <laughs> so I'll, ad I'll address both <laughs> points. But the first one uh, I know is uh, an NLP exercise um, on the critical thinking and exploring the different points of views. Is that right. something that you do out of curiosity? Is it something that you do regularly when you have to make an important decision, when you're starting a new project? And uh, if yes, how can you, if someone has to learn and because you have given the overview of the exercise, I would love to go a bit deeper into details because I think it's really powerful. And if someone is listening right now, they got to stop and write down. <laughs> 100%. This is, this will change your life in a hundred percent. Yeah. So I use this exercise in all massive decisions that I'm going to make in my life, not just business oriented. Like when I went from not being able to really run a mile without stopping and I decided I was going to run a marathon five months later, the yeah, New York City Marathon, that, that, I utilized this. Yeah, I, I utilized the same strategy. You know, I, I said what I wanted to do. I came in as a critic and I said, well, you don't have experience. You've never been super athletic. You just like to lift weights and so forth. Then I came in as a realist and, and I said I could read books on how to train, how to develop a skill set. I get up the mileage and so forth. And so to answer your question in a nutshell, I utilize this when making any life-altering decisions. And for the audience listening, this is so valuable. And I love that you knew it was an NLP exercise because it absolutely is. It allows you to think from different perspectives and really play chess. And, and what I mean by that is always thinking 10 moves ahead when you're going to do something big a lot of times unpredictability can come in and it could throw you off and it could deject you and it makes people want to stop or, or give up and so forth. Here, by utilizing this strategy, there's not much that can transpire that's going to surprise you. That's why you come in from the beginning as a critic and you lay out all potential obstacles. And, and do you write things down for all the different perspectives? Well, when 100%. you do it, how do you do it? Yeah, so I actually set up three chairs in a room. This way... When I sit in each chair, 
I'm looking at a different direction and I literally put myself on a deep level in that different perspective. The three chairs, meaning the dreamer, the critic, and the realist. That's how I do it. And then I put pen to paper because I think it's very therapeutic and I love to journal. So you, you, you position the different chairs, they all look in a different direction, and then you journal while you are on that particular chair. So if you are in the chair of the dreamer, you journal about the dreamer. If you're in the chair of the critic, you journal about the critic. Is that, is that correct? That's correct. No, that, that, that's brilliant. And uh, you know, for everyone who is uh, listening right now, uh, I've done this exercise. And I, this is a great reminder because I've not done this exercise in here. You know, one of the things that, oh, I know it, but am I doing it? No, I'm not. And uh, I'm actually have a big project that I need to brainstorm because, and I'm going to do it actually tonight because. Good. It is, uh, it is inc- I remember I've done it a few years ago and it was incredibly, incredibly powerful in particular because you can explore different sides of yourself. And uh, it, one of the things that I've realized recently, and this is to add on, on what you said, is that we all have those three sides in us. We have the dreamer, we have the critic, we have the, the realist, but we will have one of these sides that is more developed in us uh, naturally. Some people are naturally always stepping into dreamer. Some people naturally, not always, but very often, uh, some people naturally will step more in the critic or in the realist. And this exercise stretches you to see things in different perspective that you might not naturally go in. So for example, I know I go into realist mode. That's, uh, I'm a strategist, I'm a realist, that's my mode. And in fact, I remember I was doing an exercise where we were creating a joint venture business with a potential business partner. And is full-on visionary. And when we were setting the vision of the business, I was driving, I was getting mad and upset because my realist kicked in. I was like, but no, how can we do that? <laughs> I said, so I actually used my realist side in the wrong time <laughs> because we were talking about the vision. And so even knowing where to access the different part, there is a moment to dream. There is a moment to be critic. There's a moment to be realist. And now we can explore them. We can explore them all together. So uh, th- thank you for triggering that. Uh, Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you're going to utilize it. I can't wait to hear about it. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. It's an important one. Uh, now, I want to go back to the Rolex part because also you mentioned authenticity. And I found that in uh, online or offline, one of the most difficult things uh, for a lot of people is uh, being themselves. Is to say, hey, here's me. Take it or leave it. It's vulnerable. Um, people reject us, they reject our essence. They don't reject them or they don't reject a mask of what we portray. So was that something uh, that, uh, what made you say, I'm just going to show up as me? I know it might be a silly question, but that's what I, I feel to ask right now. I don't think it's silly at all. I think it's actually a deep, special question. And the truth is, is like up until this point, like I've had so many different what a journey, right? With life, like with all the success and then some of the setbacks and so forth and like relationships that, you know, didn't work out, whatever the case may be. I just said to myself, I just had such clarity for the first time in my life at the beginning of that pandemic. And I said, this CLS thing, this is me. I'm going to take a real shot at this thing. I'm going to put together a strategy. I'm going to make it work. But if no God forbid chance that it doesn't, which I didn't really believe, but, but I allowed myself to have that vulnerability. I'm going to, I'm going to, 
go show the world exactly who I am, take it or leave it. I'm not going to pretend I'm someone I'm not. And whereas all like materialistic stuff, like the nice cars and, and the watches, nothing wrong with that. That was me at a point in my life. Now I've just matured a bit, so to speak, through life experience. I just wanted to be me, humble, grateful. Most importantly, help people revamp their mindset, show them that there is a different life out there for them by changing their perspective, by utilizing strategies like we just talked about. And it was just so important for the world to see me in my true authentic form, whether they're going to love it or not, at least I'll know right away. And I just ran with it. Yeah, well, that's one of the things that actually yeah, I struggled the most with at the beginning. That's also why I asked this question. I was like, why did I ask this question? Because that's why. Because at the beginning, I really struggled with being me. Um, I was putting always the, this is Simone the entertainer. Everything is fine. Because I used to put a mask for a big part of my life for yeah. personal things that happened, things that happened with my family and so on. It, it was a need for me for survival. And I just was the person that was always happy and bubbly and bringing the life of the party. And I, and I remember the moment I was jump on stage to deliver a talk, here is Simone the presenter, boom. And uh, I didn't allow myself to voice, to, to, to listen to me and not always be Simone the Entertainer. Simone the Entertainer is a part of me, but it's not uh, always there. There are other sides of Simone that I want to show and I want to explore. And when I made the decision to do that, it was my wife. The mansion is like, do you know that you're a different person when you're on stage rather than when you're off stage? It's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> it was like really? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. But it was in that moment that I then struggled even more because I said, what are these other sides of myself? I know Simone the Entertainer. <laughs> I got to explore these other sides of me. Is that something that happened to you when you decided to be fully yourself after being maybe someone that or explore or showing other sides of you before? Or yeah. it was a seamless transition for you? A little bit of both straight up. I know it's not the sexiest answer, but I just been through so many different phases of my life. And, and like I said earlier, like with the clarity that I had, once I found CLS, even though it was just an idea, I, I put myself in the frequency to want more and to not want to go back to what I was doing. Once CLS, it just felt so good to me and so authentic and so real. And I said to my, I remember making a mission statement. It was really a, vi a video, a selfie, like a Velfie to myself. It was less than a year ago. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. Did you just say Velfie? Yes, yes. Velfie is the Velfie. <laughs> did you just say Velfie? It, I did. It's, it's, it's brilliant. something now. It's brilliant. It is, I never heard this before. Is it a thing? Or is it just me? I've never heard it, it now. before. <laughs> it is now. It is now. Oxford Dictionary. Velfie. Here we it's go. <laughs> and, and so I said to myself, Simona, I was like, I've been successful at things that I wasn't even really good at or liked, but I developed the skill sets, such as running marathons or starting businesses in those industries. I actually am really good at this mindset stuff. And I've always had an ability to communicate with people where after speaking to me, their state was elevated and they wanted to take action, just like you said earlier on the conversation. And so it just felt so real and from that moment, I just, I said, I'm going to be, this is me. This, this is who I am. And, and I'm just going to move forward with it. And I started to let go of some of the people pleasing attributes that I developed over the years. And I started to shed that and kind of break free from those shackles. So 
Um, that leads me actually to the next question because uh, a lot of people struggle with people pleasing big part of their life, putting other people's first, always saying yes to others, often saying no to themselves. Uh, what uh, from your professional and personal experience, because we can combine both professional strategies and tools and, and, and techniques and personal uh, what do have you found most useful that you can share with everyone who's listening right now that they can hear, they can say they're saying to themselves. Yeah, that's me. I'm a people producer. Yeah. So I, I know a lot of people are tiptoeing through life and catering to other people or other situations. And here's the thing. We're not going to live twice. Like forget about, you know, religion and spirituality and stuff like that. Like we're not, we don't get to do this again. There's no sequel. We get to do this thing once. You have to get to a point, and I know this is going to sound deep, but this is just the, the, the true hard facts of life. Like You need to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And if you're in a relationship or a job or you got laid off or something and you're just like going through the motions and you're, you're like trying to please other people, whatever the case would be, like you're living someone else's life. You're not living your own. And I got caught up in that for a couple of years and so, look, like you have to make it so real. I even said to myself, like, I had a visual, like I said, if this was it for me and my funeral was in a week or two, what would people be saying at my funeral? Like, what kind of impact did I leave on this world? And sure, I have close friends and family that love me very much and so forth, but that was really it. Like, I didn't really leave a mark, leave a legacy, like, after I'm gone, like I, I wanted more and I believe that I have gifts to share with the world. And it really came down to this. And I said to myself, if I don't share those gifts with the world, I'm being selfish. And I ran with that. And that's what's really powerful for everyone who wants to create a coaching or a speaking business. That's the most fulfilling part, which is the amount of people that uh, you impact, the amount of people that uh, you support and you help their life changes. Because uh, like you have people that you remember said something to you that helped you out, made you who you are, and you will always remember that you're always grateful for them, then you will become that person for them. And imagine doing that at scale. And that's the buzz that I get from, from this business. Well, one, I love running businesses. So I get the thrill and the buzz of running businesses. We have eight businesses in GTEx. Don't often talk about that, but that's the buzz and the thrill. But the fulfillment, the personal fulfillment, other than looking at the strategies and the tactics and the marketing and the sales and so on, is seeing actually the, the lives that we change. Someone starting a business and now they can, where before they, were, they didn't like what they were doing, and now they feel a sense of fulfillment or mission and purpose. Or someone that was struggling at meeting ends meet at the, the end of the month. And now they have a profitable business and they can take their family on holiday and their kids on holiday for the first time in five years. They are huge things. And uh, no matter how much, like how big or small the business is. And that's what really excites me uh, uh, in, in, running, in running what I do. So now we, we are down to the final part because we can talk for hours. We already clocked it. We said it at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> me and you here can talk for hours. I can uh, talk to you all day. It's true. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's, I feel like Grace has a connection. And I think that this interview will, will get a part two. Well, I uh, think we'll, that I already have in mind a part two of this interview. Good. And to wrap up part one, we are at the point of where we called lifting the veil. 
and uh, ladies is uh, not going to take off his shirt <laughs> i know i know you would like it but if you're what if you're listening uh he's ripped it's like it's is built check his website and <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the lifting the veil part uh, is the part where we ask our guests to share an app a tool a book a practice something that they found that is worth sharing it's like so good people need to know about this so uh craig what is yours Yeah, so one of the tools that I learned when I started studying NLP years ago was the concept of modeling, essentially where some of us don't have the natural ability to utilize certain attributes. For example, I wasn't born with that much confidence. Like when I got to Wall Street, I was a fish out of water. I was intimidated by all these veteran, you know, uh, brokers and advisors that were doing so well. And so once I really understood the concept of modeling, I would be able to make a list of people that I hold in very high regard, people that have had a ton of success and that were very confident, that exuded charisma because those are traits that I needed at that time to be confident in sales, so to speak, and networking. And so I started borrowing attributes and you may laugh from fictional characters like James Bond, but also real characters in life such as Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime and so forth. And when I was doing the marathons, I would use fighters and trainers and so forth. And just to be clear, like I didn't take their identity. I was still Craig, like when I went to bed at night, but I would on a very deep level, grab some of their confidence attributes. So for example, instead of being a rookie on Wall Street, intimidated by 20 year veterans, all of a sudden I was grabbing the attributes of James Bond. I literally walked into the office. People think change takes long. It doesn't. I walked into the office with a swagger with a little bit of a different energy about me. Most importantly, the quality of my thoughts changed. For example, when I was making a sales call, instead of like having a fear of imposter syndrome or someone saying no, I know they're on the line, all of a sudden I was using the quality of the thoughts of James Bond. That guy is witty, he's charismatic, he's confident. He doesn't care if somebody says no, it's on to the next one, whatever the case may be. And I would even utilize this like at a social gathering, like whereas I used to be shy to approach a pretty girl at the bar. Now all of a sudden I would I had just had a, a much different level of confidence about me. And then sooner than later, it started to rub off on me. And I was able to develop these skill sets and I became a much more confident human being. And I always say this. I think confidence and energy is some of the most important attributes that people can have in life because with a very strong and I know you can know this a very strong self-belief there's really nothing that you can't do. So for anyone out there that's saying, "Well, how do I start a business or how do I put myself out there for a relationship or whatever it is that you want to do in any field, you can grab attributes whether it be Beyoncé, Jennifer Lopez, anybody, you can grab attributes from these people and apply them and your results will change exponentially on the spot. It's a very powerful technique. And I'm going to go and get the martini shaken on stir then. <laughs> I'm going that that's what I'm off. I'm off martini time shake and stir please. Mr. Jed Bond is in the house right now. Yes. Uh, I knew Craig, you would love that one. 100%. Craig, <laughs> uh, uh, so if someone wants to reach out to you to say actually I need a bit more Craig in my life uh, and uh, I want to know more about his podcast or uh, what what are the best uh, the best places where people can connect with you or reach out to you? So I hang out a lot on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS. Anywhere you listen to podcasts or record setting, the CLS experience. And my website, CultivateLastingSymphony.com, where you can grab a record setting online course, utilize all the tools we're talking about today, modeling, anchoring, the Disney strategy, and so forth. Don't be shy. Come say hello. I love to engage.
Uh, that's awesome. All the links that are going to be in the show notes. So right now, because we know life gets in the way. So right now, stop whatever you're doing. If you're driving, pull over. <laughs> and then scroll down, connect with Craig, send him a message on Instagram and say, hey, I sent, um, I, I've heard your interview from, uh, from Simone's podcast, from the Explode Your Expert Business Show. And uh, I, love, uh, I love to connect with you or share with him something that he said during this interview that made an impact. And also uh, let, let us know, let, let me know as well what you thought about this interview, what, the, what impact this interview make. Because I'm definitely, there is one thing that I'm going to do straight away which is the Disney exercise on an important decision that uh, I'm making tonight because we are strategizing a launch of our upcoming Profile Builder Challenge. And I got a few things in mind uh, and I've not stepped into my visionary for a while. So my I chair is it. there. It's right. The visionary chair is there. I can, I can see it. I can see and, it. And also don't forget to utilize the model and grab those attributes when you step into that dreamer perspective. So you think even more confident, even bigger for the Disney exercise. Bam. That's it. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> I really, I really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig, Craig Siegel. Thank you for being on the show, Craig. I appreciate my it. My pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for being here on the Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe. As I said, make sure you connect with, with Craig. All the links are in the show notes. And also, if you, you know, let me be clear with you. Reviews are important for podcasts and for podcasters. That's the currency that we get paid with. So if you enjoy the show, uh, you can do it for Craig and then send the review and say, hey, Craig, this was awesome. This is what I got from the interview. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, no, sorry, on Apple Podcasts. And that, that iTunes was the old one. Uh, on Apple Podcasts. Um, or if you want to do it for the show, do it for the show. If you want to do it for my ego, I'll take it. Do it for me. I'll, I'll, take, I'll, I'll take a review. It's really good for my soul and for my ego. So reviews are important. And uh, thank you very much for being with us today. Until next episode, remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.